Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. Today I am so excited because we have Troy here from Plotter who's going to tell us all about this amazing program that you are going to want to investigate and get. So Troy Lambert is a freelance writer, author, editor, and an education lead for Plotter. Now this author right here, he has written over 25 novels. So we got to like talk a little bit of this about that. Uh, he lives, works, and plays in the mountains of Idaho with his wife and two very talented dogs. And welcome, Troy. So nice to see well, you. Nice to see you too. And thanks for having me. So 25 books plus later, and here we are with Plotter. Do you wish you had Plotter to begin with or did you have Plotter to begin with? Oh, no, I didn't. Plotter didn't exist um, when I first started. Um, and um, so I did some very foolish things to plan my novels early on, including trying not planning them, which was... <laughs> Not, uh, it wasn't you super know, it successful. Some people, some of us, it might does. It, a little bit, but you are mostly an organizer. So it does work for some people, but I, my argument is you plan later. Okay. You write that first zero draft or imagination draft or whatever you want to call that first draft, right? And then you sit down and determine do you have a story and you map it out, right? You map out what you've written. So you still plot, you just plot at a different time than I do. Oh, and in the I editing used to be phase, right. Like in that, the editing phase, where, you go back. Yeah, <laughs> where I would not edit until I got to the revision part. And then I would have sometimes quite the mess that I had to now do something with because my imagination would go ping-ponging off things like crazy. And I know nobody else is like that. So I just... But I, I started one novel and I thought, you know, what would make this go faster is if I knew where I was going, like I knew what was happening. And so I plotted the last half of it and then went, wow, that was actually kind of nice. That was pretty fast. And so my next one, I started again with just an idea. And then I got about a third of the way through and I was like, you know, what would make this better if I knew where I was going. Right. So I, I evolved um, into an organizer from a very disorganized writer because there were, we didn't have a lot of great tools at the time. I mean, mine was a whiteboard. My wall of my office, one wall of my office was a whiteboard. The other one was a corkboard with string and notebook cards. And some of you people know what that, I'm talking about. Yes. Some of you have no idea. You're like, what is wrong with this guy? But anyway, um, so and that's because I've been doing this a long time. I've been writing full-time since 2009. So I've seen just a few changes in the industry uh, throughout that time. Um, but... But, you know, Plotter didn't come along until 2017 and really didn't like. So when it came along in 2017, it was just the developer had developed it for himself, decided to sell it to other people and develop it a little more. And then as time went along um, in 2020, we had a major relaunch and we um, brought in a bunch more marketing. And then we brought in more developers, which meant that the product grew faster and, and the changes we wanted to make happened more quickly because we had more personnel because we were selling more more product and reaching more people. Um, so for me, that was a huge bonus because all these features that I'd said, man, it'd be great if you could create this. They actually created them. Um, so like I was magic, right? It was just like, like magic. <laughs> because I tell people I write words, not code. So what they do in that background there, I don't know what that is. I can't explain it. I just say, hey, I'd really like this to happen. And they go, yeah, we can do that. Or they give me the face that tells me 
I'm asking for something that to me seems rather reasonable, but to them seems like a lot of work. And yeah. I just kind of ignore the face and let them go on with their lives. You know, it's fine. Speaking so, of yeah. the face. So I'm talking with my author community and we're just chit-chatting and I'm like, okay, guys, guess what? I'm going to be working with Plotter this week and I got a face. I got it. Oh, what? I love Plotter. I use Plotter. I tell my community all about it. So Tish Bouvier, she's also a podcaster. She has her own YouTube channel and she has a community that comes in and writes with her, like does the write-ins. She was like, I tell them all the time, you need Plotter. And I'm like, wow. So I'm thinking I'm pretty little famous around here talking with Troy about Plotter because <laughs> that's the thing, word of mouth, right? Like when you mm -hmm. have authors out there in communities that see the benefit and the value of what you're doing, they're going to share it out. Oh, yes. I did a podcast last night with a gal who's just a user of Plotter. Like she's just, she's not on our staff. She's not trained, anything like that. Um, and she did the demo and then I supplemented her demo because she was showing people how she uses Plotter. And to me, that was just as valuable as me giving a, a polished presentation that I've all figured out because she was moving through things in a way that was natural to her and people could see it from a different perspective. And so for me, I'm like, that's really valuable. I like that. That was really cool. But then that means it can be intuitive. And so when someone is picking up Plotter for the first time, is it going to overwhelm them or is it going to be user friendly? Because that's what people want. They want something that it can be intuitive and it can be like, OK, I can see the progression and understand how I can use this system. So, like, I know you're the education lead, which means you're the expert on all things Plotter. And as someone who now is in the publishing world, I'm no longer writing my books. I'm still out there working with my authors, working with authors on the podcast and in my writing communities. I can't wait to see what you've got. So I need your demo. Uh, that's going to be something that can help me. And he's giving me signals and we're live and it's going in and out and, he, and the signal is he's on mute can't unmute your guest their mic isn't connected <gasps> Troy what's happened I see him I can't hear him so oh there we go we are let no we aren't there yet He's still, he's still muted. Nope. And welcome to Podcast World. Because we <laughs> and all we can do is laugh. And I can. We were talking just so wonderfully. Let's see. We could do like cards. And we can like lift them up. He's a writer, right? He could use all kinds of creative. He could use plotter and like start plotting out words for us to see. I don't know. Let's see. I'm wondering if I can remove him and then add him back. Nope. It is the strange. Nope. It is the strangest thing. We were having a wonderful conversation. And something. So I'm not the tech person. So that's why I was like, is it user-friendly? Let's see how wonderful it is. 
Nope. <laughs> yep, he's going to come off and come back. I got that. So let's see. And we'll be here and we will be waiting. So we're just going to continue to work. Yep, I was so excited when Tish told me how much she loved Plotter. And I love to hear from authors. So if you guys have tried out Plotter, you're using Plotter, let us know what you think about it and share it out with your author community. So in the meantime, thinking about the ways that we do plan and organize our books. Oh, let's see if it works. Okay. <gasps> magic again. See, you are full of magic. <gasps> oh, I was just I'm going on and on and, and I'm calm in situations like this. That's 23 years of teaching, Troy. It kind of, you just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> Yep, I this these kind of weird things happen from time to time with different platforms react differently, and I'm like, what is going on? And I couldn't figure it out. So so now we've anyway, got I'm it. Back. So you're back. And so I was in mid sentence talking about. So let's talk about the way people do plan because, and what you know. Here we are thinking about journaling and characterization, and we want to make sure that we've got our settings and. Um, blue eyes when we say blue eyes and we want to make sure that all of these things are consistent throughout so I'm really excited to see um, I have used the old-timey Jamboard on Google Drive where I just take sticky oh. notes I use the sticky note method like you used your cards I used my sticky notes and I would plot out third act and move backwards did you say you did that once where you wanted to see where you ended yeah I do it a lot with mysteries. Like I, I know I want to know who did it, how they did it, and how they get caught, and who catches them. So then you can fix all those right. red herrings and go backwards and work it out. That's how I did my right. thriller, and it just worked like a charm. So after that experience, I was like, yeah, there is some benefit to doing some of this plotting out because in the past I had not been as efficient. Um, mm -hmm. I was pretty much during the headlights kind of thing. And now I'm, I see the value in it after going through third act backwards. So let's just before you show your screen, because you've got to manipulate it a little bit to get your screen back because all of that dropped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So go ahead and start to share your screen. And while you're doing that, please tell me what are your genres of choice when you are writing? So I write mysteries and thrillers primarily, um, but I have written some romantic comedy under a pen name. And in the first of next year, I'm starting a mashup series that mashes up mystery and thriller and romantic comedy. Um, Love it. And I'm writing a series with another author, and it's basically a series about serial killers who fall in love. Okay. And okay. You speak my language. Yeah. So the first one is titled Meet Cute, M-E-A-T, Cute. And they're all named after, um, you know, just romantic comedies. So like 51st Kills, my co-writer, my favorite title she's come up with so far is Bloodless in Seattle. So <laughs> I'm not sure how she's going to work that out. Um, I don't either, but I, I want to read them. And I just want to let you know that if you ever need a, like a reviewer reader, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, that kind of work. So, <laughs> you're available. Yeah, this is, it's going to be super fun. I wrote a couple romantic comedies under a pen name. They did really well. They're super fun. 
and I was like, I wonder if I can kind of meld these two genres. And I'm, and so okay. I came up with the idea and I ran it by a bunch of romance authors to see, hey, do you think I'm crazy or is, is this viable? Like, is this a viable idea? And they were like, no, no, that's a good idea. And I'm like, okay. And one of them said, hey, I'd like to write that with you. And I said, come on in. Who, well, the more the merrier. This is dozens of titles we can come up with. I'm good with it. So here's my rule of thumb. Here's the only question that you ever ask around your author or business world, does it bring me joy? Yep, absolutely. That's it. Well, because so does that bring yeah. you joy? It's not, is it viable? Do you think there's a market for this? Do you think, does this bring you joy? Yeah, because this is, I mean, quite honestly, okay, a quick aside before I share my screen, but this job, first of all, one of the things a plotter does is it helps you make your writing more fun. And I always tell people this job, this job of being a full-time author is way too hard for it not to be fun. There are other things you can do to make money. Okay. This is not, this is not the simplest path. It is not the easiest path. It's, it's, but it's wonderful. But there are days when you just want to throw in the towel, right? And you have to have that fun element and that element of the love of your writing and knowing what motivates you as a person to do this to keep going. Otherwise, yes. what is the point? I mean, this is this is something that's very difficult to do that very few people in the world can actually manage to do, relatively speaking, percentage-wise. So you might as well have fun. And so yeah. that thing of bringing you joy is super important to me, um, super important to my mental health, my physical health, everything about this whole writing uh, thing. So that while that has little to do with plotter because no, plotter can so help make your writing more fun so let's but, do this good way yeah. because when you have stress or any type of negative emotion around something then you've got doubts and fears that start to creep in and if you are disorganized and you're thinking and all over the place or not very sure where things are going you may start to have some of that negative emotion and in your writing space, there's no room for that. In your life, there's no room for that. Because then that means it's stealing the joy. It's just taking it all out and it's being replaced by whatever that negative thing is. Because we can start calling out some negative things that you could feel if you don't have something like plotter, right? You, you could start feeling frustration, mm -hmm. overwhelmed. You know, am I going to be able to complete this? You're going to start having doubts. You're going to say, is this going to be good enough? And it's not even going to be about anything organization-wise. You're going to start doubting all of your content, right? And your ideas and your path. And then why am I doing this? So the negative emotion, when it hits, if there's a positive thing that can be right there as kind of that wall, that buffer, right? It says, and it'll bounce it off. Plotter is like a program that can bounce off some negative energy. Yeah, exactly. And, and it can bring somebody some joy because when I tell you my friend had the face, it wasn't a face of fear, doubt, being overwhelmed. It was a face of joy and fun. Right. And well, I'm, I'm, when, once, I, once I show you the program, then I'm going to talk about one thing, one of the most vital things that's, that's a part of the reason the program is so flexible and the reason I love it so much. Um, but I'll show it to you first, Lynn, because you'll then you'll understand more of what I'm saying. Um, but uh, so basically, I mean, this is uh, this is the basics of plotter. 
Okay, this is, um, we see basically the three little pigs. Again, I do apologize, there's spoilers in here, but I feel like this has been out for a while. <laughs> yeah. so if, if you haven't read it, I'm going to ruin the ending for you, all right? But um, yeah. I think I'm Pause the video, go look up the three little pigs and then come <laughs> go, back. <laughs> yeah, go read it right now because <laughs> it'll take you not very long. It really is a short story. Um, well, in some of the versions, there's some longer versions of it, and you could write a longer version of it. It'd be really fun. Um, and if you do, let me know because I'd love to read it. But anyway, um, so back to Plotter in the, basically, so this is the timeline. This is one of the ways that you will open Plotter and see it. You will see a timeline like this that you have created, or you will see a blank timeline, or you will see your dashboard, which enables you to go all kinds of different places. Um, ignore the fact that I have more plotter files than anyone else on the planet. Um, because and that's because that you've is, written over 25 novels and you probably have how many ideas swimming in your head right now? Well, that and also because I do these demos and stuff a lot and I work with people. So I, I use this in the editing process, too. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I use plotter all throughout my process in the planning, the um, writing and the editing process. And I work as a freelance editor, so I also use it for all of my clients. Uh -huh. um, and the reason is it allows me to visually show them some things that I'm going to show you that then it it's obvious to them where there are problems with their story and where they have done well. And we can then we can expound upon those things and make their stories better. So I really um, love this that you're using it also to coach people. Oh, yes, because this is and. and it, it will become evident as we go along. As you see, like down the left-hand side, just some basics. The left-hand side is what we call plot lines. Um, each of them has a name. Now, in this case, we've named them after the characters. Um, you can do that normally. I have a main plot, a subplot, and then because I write mysteries, I have a plot line that's called clues. Um, and I put all my clues there, and that makes sure that I wrap up all those clues by the end of the book so that I don't mess up. And I add those clues in the planning phase, and I also add them in the writing phase. If I come across a clue that I add on, I add it on in the writing phase. Okay. So I'm thinking um, about people who are taking multiple POV shifts right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is exactly... So you have all of your different characters, all of those different points of view, and you can create plot lines for each one to make sure that they all work. And I'm going to show you how to look at that in a minute. It's actually okay. I absolutely love that. And I see that you have taken my sticky note idea and just elevated it to the next level right here. Yes, exactly. Because and the other part, so if you look across the top, you'll see that this says chapters. I don't write in chapters. I happen to put this for the three little pigs. I write in beats. So I can come in here and change the structure to be anything that I want. I want you to, this is one of the things I want people to understand is that the program is flexible in that I can change this to whatever I want it to be that works for my brain. I write in beats or scenes. I don't write in chapters. So my files are never going to say chapter across the top. But if I want them to say chapter because I'm writing in chapters, well, I can just come in here and change it back to chapter, right? I can change it yeah. to whatever I want. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can flip the viewpoint. Um, I don't happen to do this, but I've seen people do it who are screenwriters, for example. So across the top then, instead of main plot, wolf, pig one, pig two, you'll see act one, act two, act three, act four, for instance, whether they're doing a three or four act structure, whatever they're using. Mm -hmm. And then coming down the side will be scenes. So they're going to stack their scenes inside 
of you know their of each act right whatever you want to do it doesn't matter um i don't happen to like to look at it this way but some people do right um so it's flexible for whatever um kind of strikes your fancy i now, love this the color coding i do love oh, yeah. the color coding i love the visual representation of it yeah I'm, the I'm... visual aspect because writers are visual most of us most of us are visual in some way so we've done mind mapping or a corkboard or a you know what i mean we've done something that's visual so we can see our plot instead we're seeing our plot digitally in a way that i can move things around um these little cards here that are kind of the intersection of these two things um serve as what, what are called scene cards and they basically um are your sticky notes right <laughs> only they have way more than your average sticky note will and you can do a lot more with them and part of that is that I can move them using this drop-down menu. So I can I can drag and drop, but if I have a huge, let's say I have an epic fantasy and I decide this should be in chapter 35, well, that's going to be a real pain, but I could just go down here and move it to chapter 35. Oh, I love the right? ease of that, yeah. So it, it makes it really simple. I can tag characters in here, which I'm going to show you how that works in a minute. I can tag places in here, and then I can create tags of my own that I've created for whatever reason to help me organize my story. I can also color code the scene cards. Now, one of the ways that I use this is during the writing process. If I'm in the process of writing this, I will turn it blue. Oh You'll see on the timeline that it's blue, right? When I'm in the process of editing this, I turn it yellow, which means it's not done yet. It's still in the editing process, right? When I'm done editing it, I turn it green. Okay. Really when all excited. the scene cards on my main plot line are green, this is ready to go to an editor. Okay, we got to stop here. We got to stop. I'm having a yep. moment. Okay. Okay, it's all right. Sorry. Right. Okay, so I love that absolutely so much. And another way that I use color coding in that, so in my weird sticky note mind, I also wanted to color code the intensity of my chapters and in my scenes. Ah, uh, yeah. So that way, if I was having too many greens, that's too low of a heart rate, right? So I don't want that for my reader. I want to shake them up and I want to give them some high intense moments, but I don't want to have too many of those blaring red ones because I got to slow their heart rate down some. So in my brain, the way my brain works, it is color coding by intensity, almost kind of like a paint palette of intensity of scenes and where I'm possibly missing some pace, right? Because that's right. going back to my pacing and I don't want it to be boring. I want it to be exciting and different and up and down. So I love, I love your way of doing it where you go through your process and you change your colors and when it's great. So y'all that's brilliant too, because how many of us may forget if we edited that when we start back over again, <laughs> right? Like not me. Uh, you know, let's just yeah. Get real here uh -huh. at the Jim Lowry Wright show. But like, <laughs> I can see that as a, a beautiful way to use that because you're tracking your editing and it's a point, a point of accomplishment, right? Because what is that feeling when you get to see it turn green and you know that you've done that due diligence on that piece and that it is at its space, right? It's at its. Right. It's, 
It's at its best place that it can before you send it off to your editors, right? It's it, You've done your right. part in that. And I can see that as a sense of accomplishment, gold star moment yeah. for an author to be able to turn something green and visually be able to see that start to click away. Um, so I, I love your way. I love that way that you process through that, Troy. And I also love the thought of being able to do all of my intensities and then going back and then then giving myself gold stars, right? Because I'm going to give myself a gold star sticker and I'm going to turn everything gold when it's golden, right? That I'm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you could you could do it both ways. You could have the intensity first. And then when you're going through the revision process, you yeah. could switch and do it green or whatever. What I do for intensity is I use tags. So oh, I have yeah. tags that I have down here, which are my action level. Um, and in my stories, they're color coded and they say slow, medium and fast. Uh -huh, um, yeah. And I do the exact same thing. Then I come back to this timeline here because you can use tags to create anything you want. So I come back to this timeline and I filter by, let's say, slow. Now, I don't know if I've tagged any of these. I think I've tagged only one slow or a couple slow. Right. Just and if show, I'm a yeah. color writer, I see that I've got a couple of these slow mos in a row. Well, yeah. that's not going to work. Right. That's not going to work for my readers. So I've got to go in and fix that. But if I've got them all fast for like eight chapters in a row, well, then that's not going to work either. So I do the exact same thing. I, th I just do it a different way. So th this is actually I'm skipping ahead a little bit of, of no, a demo. I'm showing you yeah. that you can filter this timeline by anything that you created within the rest of it. So you can filter it by tags, by characters. So I could say, well, I only want to see the scenes that pig number three is in. Right. And if I've only tagged him in these two scenes, well, that's probably a problem. Yeah. Right. Big three shows up more often than this. Mm -hmm. And so I can immediately see I have a I've created a problem for myself. Right. So by going through these scenes now. So some people don't like to do it in the planning stages. Right. Here's the whole point of that. So what? So do it in the revision stage. Right. Um, go through and add all your characters and your places in the revision stage, and then you can still filter and see how well you've done. It's a I way really of checking like, your work. I really like yeah. that freedom and that flexibility, though, that concept, because other people may want to do a lot of that pre-planning and really spend that time. And others will say, well, I don't quite know where my characters are going, so let us go. So then they could come back to Plotter, and as they move, they can tag. So yep. what they could do as a part of their routine is they could write that chapter and then go into Plotter and update what has occurred while it's fresh in their mind and go ahead and tag it. Because what I have seen, especially with long manuscripts, right? Like, like I oh, will yeah. forget sometimes that last POV switch two scenes back. Right. And yes, then if exactly. I see a snapshot, especially when you're working with like four or six POVs in like a high fantasy, for example, or you've got a lot of complex plots going on and these parallels, you really need a structure in place. Or what you're going to do is spend a lot of time backtracking into your work and trying to hit yep. control F to see how many times that name popped up. <laughs> Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and like, okay, and, and yeah, I'm actually going to get to that in a minute with the series Bible stuff, because the reason the reason for all of the things that I do with this is absolutely efficiency, right? Um, and, and 
it, but for me, efficiency equal also equals fun. There's less stress. There, there's fewer problems. There's fewer issues that I create for myself, right? Um, because it's most so of our problems are, as writers, are our own doing, right? Like, I don't believe in writer's block, with a few exceptions. I don't believe in writer's block. And the reason is simple. If I bring you into a writing workshop, I sit you down in the room, I give you a writing prompt, and you know you were coming there to write, almost everyone in that room is going to write something, right? It's about being in the right place, the right state of mind with the right tools. Oh, right? there you go. That's what it is. You're speaking now, my language, Troy. The only I've exceptions. Never I've never met yeah. Troy. Troy, let's just be back. I've never met Troy, but Troy's speaking my language. All of you at Jen Lowry writes are going, yeah, Troy, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know that, but I do know what I do know about writers is this, is that often we're our own worst enemies with these things. Right. And if we use the right tools, we can help ourselves. And the only exception to writing block, I say, is physical or mental health issues. If you have physical and mental health issues, hey, those are real. There's something we need to deal with. We could do a whole other podcast on mental health issues and how writing has more than once saved my own life, okay? We're not going to go that here, except for me to mention it, to tell you this, that the reason I have the system in place and the tools I have in place is because writing is absolutely an essential part of my life. It is, you can call it therapy, you can call it whatever you want to call it, you can, but it is an essential part of my life. If I am not writing, I am not a very good person, okay? So commercial for Troy, rant over, you know, I'll go back to Plotter, but this is the reason that I use tools like this is 100% because writing is my life. It's a huge part of my life and it's absolutely essential um, to everything that I do. So anyway, so uh, so back to Plotter, we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna show you some cool stuff here super quick um, about the scene cards that you can do. First of all, you can set attributes. Um, for that show up in every single scene. So I'm going to tell you the difference. We have two different things you can add to scenes. One's attributes, one's templates. Attributes are global. They apply to every single scene that you uh, create in your story. Um, this is one that I happen to like to use, which is goal, motivation, conflict, and verb or emotion. Yes. I want to know my. Um, I want to know the goals in the scene. I want to know the motivations. I want to know the conflict that's happening in the scene. If it's missing one of those things, I have to ask myself if that scene belongs at all. Um, and I want to know the emotion in the scene because the emotion is what I want the reader to feel when they're done reading that scene. And then in the revision process, I don't worry about this in the drafting process, but in the revision process, I can go back and revise that scene using words that are deliberately crafted to elicit that feeling from my reader. Okay? Because you may so forget I'm, that emotional state that you might have been in on that day when you were crafting the scene. So I actually like that you can pattern that out. Yep. And I'm cheating. I'm going, I, I, I mean, I'm not cheating, yeah, but not. I'm kind of cheating the system because I'm going back and I'm saying, what do I want the reader to feel? Do I want them to feel anxious for my character? Then I use words and sentence structure and paragraphs that make them feel anxious. So when they get down to the end of the chapter, they're anxious and they want to read the next chapter because they, they feel unsettled. They feel like they need to know what happens next. Right. So if I if I want to elicit that emotion, maybe I want to elicit sympathy, maybe something really bad has happened and I want them to feel sympathetic. I want them to rest in that emotion for a moment at the end of that chapter. Then I use words and phrases that elicit that. OK, that's, that's another writing craft thing. But this is the way that I trigger myself to do that in plotter. Right. 
And um, to question it, whether you need the scene or not and whether to see if you have yeah. fully fleshed it all out and, and made it the best that it could be, that golden scene. So, yeah, I love it. Yep. Checking my work. What I'm basically doing is as I go along, I'm planning my work first. Then as I go through the writing process and revision process, I'm checking my work. How did I do? Did I do this the way I was supposed to do it? Now, we also have templates that you can add to scene cards. There's all kinds of them. There's goal, motivation, and conflict. Um, there's proactive and reactive scenes. Probably, as you know, um, for many people up to the midpoint of your book, usually your character is reacting to things that are happening to them. There's a big shift, big change at the midpoint or sometimes a little bit later. And then they become proactive. They start yeah. taking action. New information comes to light, yada, yada, yada. This helps you to, to structure your scenes um, in that way. You look at the reaction, the dilemma, and then the decision that your character makes. And those become the hooks for the next scene. That, that decision becomes the hook that leads to the next scene. Um, anyway, but we have all kinds of things like that, including one that I call scene essentials. Um, scene essentials may be something that you want in every scene. It talks about the point of view, the time period, the hook, the purpose, the conflict, whatever it is that you want to include in, in um, this particular scene, character goals, character development. And we have these little prompts that are related to these templates that give you an idea of what in the world does character development mean in a scene. Like, so this is great for those who need that. that guiding question just to bring it to their mind really quickly as they're they're doing either a brainstorm or they're revisiting. I love it. I love the guiding yep. question. It's a prompt. It's it's a yep. prompt. I, I structure my scene cards to be a writing prompt for what I want to write that day. That's how I structure them. Um, and so that it, it just triggers my mind. It triggers my muse. This is how I'm supposed to write. Right. Um, so uh, that's how that works. So all of these scene cards, the same, like I said, you can drag them back and forth. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. Um, they're super cool. Uh, you can move whole chapters around if you want. Uh, decide that was supposed to be chapter one. Obviously, that doesn't fit very well. But, you know, um, you maybe you decide that um, as you're going through your book. So you can move whole sections around. You can do all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, you can scroll back and forth with these neat little buttons up here. Now, because um, the Three Little Pigs is not a super long story, me going to the middle doesn't really have a dramatic effect here. Um, but, you know, uh, it's something you can do. Um, and you can also zoom out to different zoom levels. So if you have an epic fantasy, or one thing I've seen someone do is I've seen someone, they create the W plot uh, for their stories. And so they come here, um, and they do that with the different plot lines that they create. Mm -hmm. And they come here and check the shape of their story. What does it look like? Does it actually it. look like it's supposed to? So that's, it's just one of the many ways that you do it. Of course, 90% of the time I'm in this view right here with my stories. I'm looking, I want a close look at what the scenes are, what I'm working on, etc. Okay, that's that's the first part of the plotter thing. The second one is this uh, is the outline, which looks like a regular outline. Now you can come in here and make edits like I have here with edit here. And if I make this edit here, it appears over in the timeline. Everything's all connected, right? Okay. Um, okay. So you, yeah, you have all these, like you have rich text features, you can add bolding, um, you can add italics, you can add, um, you know, whatever it is that you want to add at that point, um, italicize that, you can do the strike through, whatever things you want. Um, the cool thing is adding links and pictures, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. I don't do that normally in the timeline, but I do it in characters and places. Mm. But here is what I use the plot line for, um, it, the outline part, is you have this cool little thing that says filter by plot line. 
Okay. Now, a lot of times I will have more than one plot line in my thrillers because that's what makes them thrillers. That's what makes them exciting or my mysteries, right? Um, my book, my most recent book, Teaching Moments, had two, two parallel plots that don't intersect fully until the end. So I need to make sure that those plots stand alone. Well, how do I do that? Well, I select only one of them. I filter by one, and then I can read through here and see, does this make sense without the other plot? Does the wolf's plot make sense without the other one here? And if it doesn't, then there's probably a plot hole there in this particular subplot, and I need to fix it. So I can spot these plot holes in the outline super quick and fix them before they become a problem, right? Because if you wait, then you have a plot hole you have to fix. You're creating more work for yourself later on, which isn't the fun type of writing work. This is the work type of writing work. This is so perfect for people who have editing businesses and who are developmental editors or just editors in mm -hmm. general. Like I can see the, the benefit of that too, not just for me because yep. now I'm ready to write another book, but it's, you know, I'm ready to use plotter and write one, but I can see it for editing too and keeping yep, track I do of this. systems. I do yeah. this with all of my editing clients. If they have not used plotter, and so they don't have their own plotter file, I create one for them. And basically I pull their book apart, I put it on a plot line, then I come over here and I look at it and I say, and I can literally get them on a Zoom call, scroll down and go, see, plot hole, this is where you need to fix this. Yeah. And because it's visual, they can't argue with you because it's what they've Oh no, Troy's out, Troy's out again. Wait, so Troy, he's still talking. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> he lost you again. This is like the greatest show. See, it's like something happened. It went, Mir. did y'all hear that lovely sound? And it knocked Troy out. And nope. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, you you're back. You're me. back. Oh, yes. I do okay. not know what happened. It uh, went okay. mirp. It actually made like a Muppet oh. sound and it said mirp. Uh, it said mirp? Okay. Yep, that's what oh, it did. Yeah. I don't know technically what mirp means, but it made a weird sound and then you went away. So go ahead. So you Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. All right. So outline, this is how I use the outline, is I basically use it to spot plot holes. Other people like an outline view. Cool. If you like that, great. Wonderful. Um, yep. Go forth and do beautiful things. Okay. Um, but note sections where I put research. I won't spend a lot of time on this. I do different things. Like you can create your own categories. Um, you can brainstorm. Um, what I do here a lot is I will, if I have some research, I will put it a link in here. Um, and we'll link out to research. So, um, so I'll link out to that research so I can just look at it without going out of my writing space, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, yes. So I do that. Like I have, there's one book that I wrote every now and then I'll show this plotter file on, on something. Um, and I have a, um, a Twitter thread that I looked up about strychnine that this chemist created. It's an absolutely beautiful thing if you want to know about strychnine and the history of it and how different people have used it to poison people. And I've used that in one of my books. It's not published yet, um, but it was, it's super fun. 
Um, but anyway, so uh, and anybody wants that link, they can email me later. But um, there's uh, you can filter by characters and places. The good thing is you can filter by books. So let's say I've got a series of books. I the can just put the this note. Yes. This yeah, this note only applies to the wolf strikes back. Now, if I filter by book here, the only notes I'm gonna see is the ones that are related to the wolf strikes back. The beauty of that is that if I'm working on a series, I only am looking at the notes from this book. Now, if I want to look back at the notes from book number two or book number one, I could just unfilter them and look at all of them. But I don't have to look at all of them. Right. So um yeah, and I mean, so you can create your own categories, like all of these. These are things that I've created for this particular thing, but you can add any category that you want for any type of a story that you are telling. Okay. I really do Anything. you have up there. I'm really squinting, and it looks like one of your categories is theme. Is theme? Yep. Theme. I theme. love that because you can tag where your themes are emerging, developing, and refining throughout your stories to make sure I would definitely use that as a category and as a note and as a tag when you are writing, guys. So that way you can see if you've really hit the themes that you're going after across your plot line. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, that yep. reminded me of how you could use that category or that theme. Tag. Yep, absolutely. Um, and any really any kind of research that you want to do. So I drop a lot of different research in here because if it's something I think I might need during the writing process, I have it in Plotter and I don't have to go look it up again and go find it. You don't it, have to fill up right? a bookmarks or, or go crazy. No. But yeah, yeah. Because then you happen to, I mean, what happens to me is if I go and search it again, yes, I'm going to find the article that I found in the first place or whatever thing I found in the first place, but I'm also going to find eight other ones. And as a researcher by nature, I'm going to look at all of them probably. Um, you'll go down all kinds then, of rabbit holes and you'll waste your time. Yeah, my writing time, my writing time is shot now. I haven't written a word on my thing, but believe me, I know everything about that thing I went to look up, which is completely unnecessary at the moment, right? It's completely unnecessary. So I'm what I'm doing is trying to show you ways to avoid that. I mean, hey, mm -hmm. let's just avoid this whole problem in the first place. Um, so anyway, so that's that's why I have notes. Um, same thing with characters, uh, your series Bible. I was talking about your series Bible, right? Um, you can type anything in these notes, but you can also have things like attributes, like the type of house, the role, um, their primary trait, or you can have an entire character bio in here. Um, now, the reason I use a template for the char character Bible rather than attributes is remember attributes are global. The templates are per character, right? You can change them per character. I don't want to know all of this information about the guard who's lets me in the building. Name is Biff, you know, right. lets me in the building after 30 seconds. He appears on stage for 30 seconds. Don't care about him. But my main characters, I want to know all this stuff, right? Um, again, you can filter by books, which again is super helpful because if you have mm -hmm. a whole series of books, yep. well, then you're only looking at the working on right now. But if that character comes back, you can look at that. Now, this, the biggest thing that series Bible saves you time on is you go, okay, what color were Susie's eyes when I first described her? Blue or brown, right? So you go back and you read in chapter two where she first appeared. And, oh, they were blue. But at that same time, then I'm going to go, oh, that sentence is awkward. I should probably edit that. Oh, well, maybe I didn't flesh out this. Oh, look, 
did I research that weapon fully? And then I go down that research thing, right? Um, and it's crazy because it, it just takes me totally out of my story and out of my writing space. So I tried not to do that by creating a very rich series Bible. Um, we have tons of character templates. So if you're into doing things like giving your characters personality tests, which I highly recommend, um, <laughs> then you can use one of these character sheets. You can um, talk about their character arc, um, which is another one that I like, their first impression, their goal, flaw, aha moment, um, all those different things. Of course, goal, motivation, and conflict, as you mm -hmm. might have imagined by me talking, even just for this amount of time, Goal, motivation, and conflict is something I use all the time. Um, one that we have that romance writers love is the online dating profile. You can fill out an online dating That's profile funny. for your main characters and see what they would look like on Tinder, right? I needed um, this for love over pizza, y'all. I needed plotter. Where was this at? See? God. See? I mean, this is, and, and this is so cool because like all of these are different, right? Numerology, Rorschach test, whatever method you want to use. Right, you can use any of them, and they all work. Um, we've got these D and D character sheets for those of you who might be D and D players or dungeon masters who arrange games or whatever. You can plan your D and D campaign and plotter, and we've got all these uh, D and D sheets. Now, I'm not a big D and D player. I play maybe twice a year, and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I have a friend of mine who's really good. He's a DM, and he does all kinds of stuff. Um, but anyway, so we developed all these things within Plotter that basically are tools to help you develop your characters better. Um, I mean, the key with Plotter to remember as I go along through all these things is that this is a writing tool. It is designed to get you to finish your first draft. Now, you can create a beautiful Plotter file. And I tell people, those make me very happy. I love beautiful Plotter files. But what I love more than a beautiful Plotter file is a finished first draft. Finished first draft. So just... If you need to repeat that as a mantra, whatever it is you need to do, the, the purpose of this tool is to get you writing. It is There's no other purpose for this tool. Um, so I've heard I mean, flexibility. I've heard flexibility. I've heard efficiency. I have heard time on task. I have heard time management. And all of these things, again, are positive traits that we want yes we want that positive in our writing space so with that being said if you start to feel some type of negative emotion around your writing space you might not have the tool in place that could help alleviate whatever that negative blank is right and plotter can help do a lot of that but the bottom line it's joy and what it's mm -hmm. doing is it's streamlining a lot of different things that authors might do. So, for example, I might go to Pinterest and make all those images and spend so much more time on Pinterest than I needed to. Because then I started looking up recipes and all this other stuff I start to see. And then I need to put it on that board. Right. But I can quickly grab and go, grab and go with the purpose that it's not going to necessarily stay images here. My sticky notes here all of these other character sheets here on a Google Doc that I've created. You know, and I'm having to go to all of these different places and it's just going to wear me out. I'm right here on Plotter and it's doing everything that I do just in a systematic way. Yep. It's, it's, the same. it's exactly that. Yeah. It's it exactly what it is, is for me, it's about focus. Like, mm -hmm. so I have 
Scrivener on one screen because I write in Scrivener. Um, and there's reasons I write in Scrivener and they're very psychological that relate to that joy that also relate to the fact that I don't do anything else in Scrivener except for fiction writing. So people are like, why do you use Scrivener? And I'm like, I barely use the power of Scrivener. I use it because it's a trick for my brain. I do technical writing and editing in Word and I only do fiction writing in Scrivener. So I open Scrivener, my brain says, oh, we're fiction writing. Beautiful plan, right? <laughs> yes. um, so that's exactly why I do it. There's no other reason you can you can love or hate Scrivener. Doesn't matter to me. This is the way I do it. I have Plotter open on a, on a separate window, on a separate monitor. When I need a fact from Plotter, I turn my head, read that fact, come back into my writing space without moving. I don't go on the internet. I don't go anywhere else, or if I do go on the internet, it's on an intentional link that I put in Plotter, like I do in these places, right? We've taken places. One of the things that I do in places is I will drop a Google Street View link. Because I write mysteries and thrillers, I base my my stories on places that actually exist, um, even though I may change the names because nobody wants a murder to happen at the Home Depot or whatever, and I don't want to get sued, right? So, but I base on a real place. So I drop a Google Street View link here. I click on that link, I go to the Google Street View, I look around, describe that area to my reader, and I come right back into my writing space. I don't leave and go down the Google rabbit trail. The, the primary thing is to not leave your writing space, whatever helps you to not leave that space. Um, so anyway, you can put images, you can, again, you can do categories, you can do all kinds of things with this places tab, right? All of them designed to basically give you the information that you need about the places in your story, okay? Um, and that's really it. It works very much like the characters. You can come up here and you can create categories. Um, you can come up and create attributes for your places. And we're actually working on a really cool world building update that's gonna add even more depth to characters and places. Um, you guys are gonna love it. I can't show it to you because it's in beta and then uh, I can't give away what's coming. happening. It's coming, but go ahead and sign up guys and know coming. that improvements are always Headed our way. Always happening. Love it. Always, always happening. But anyway, so, and the other thing you can use is tags. You can use tags to do anything that you want. Like I said, I was using them for pacing action level. Um, you can use them for the stage of your story. You can use them for some kind of a status. You can use them to track your theme, like you were talking about, um, where basically you could track your themes throughout your story um, and see how they evolve. You can use tags to do that. Um, and then that enables you to filter, like I showed you earlier on the timeline, right? You can yes. filter by those things and look at your timeline from different aspects. What that does in the revision process is it gives you distance from your story, okay? The one thing we as writers need is we're too close to our stories to edit them ourselves really, right? But if we can give ourselves distance, we can look at the story objectively. And this gives you distance. You're looking at just summaries of the scenes. I'm not reading the story over again. I'm not doing that type of thing. I'm just reading summaries of the scenes and going, how did I do? Did that work? Does that Was this me telling myself the story? Or is this something that needs to be in the book? Is there a goal, motivation, and conflict there? What is happening here, right? Um, and so it enables me to get that distance, to plug in those tags, allows me to filter by different things to see how did I do? I was supposed to put this character. He's, it's a main character. He only appears in nine scenes. That's not good. You know, yeah. I need to go back and fix that. 
So um, last thing I'm going to show you in Plotter before um, my famous line that I always talk to people about now um, is that you can create as many books as you want in Plotter. Now, you could be um, an insane type of mystery writer and have engaged with another author on a series of books called The Capital City Murders, um, which are novellas. And as even writers can do the math of there's 50 state capitals. So you can imagine how many novellas there will be eventually in that series. Um, which if you want to write with me in that series too, let me know because you're <laughs> on board. Um, but anyway, so uh, uh, so I can track all 50 of those in a single plotter file. Now, there's two different versions. There's also, at this point, I'm going to tell you there's two different versions of plotter. Well, and each of these can have their own plot line, right? They have their own plot line. They have their own things, but the characters and places stay uh, consistent throughout them. And you can filter them by the book that they're on. So basically, you're only looking at what you need to look at. Um, and each book has its own, own um, plot um, line. And yeah. we also have these established um, story structures that you can compare your story to and see how you're doing. We've got 30 of those now. Um, and I'll show actually, I can show you those right now. So these are ones that I've created. You can create your own template. Ignore the fact that I've created all those templates, okay? Because you probably, if you're a normal person, will not create that many templates of your own. Um, but I am far <laughs> from a normal person. You're a very you know. unique individual, Troy, who can create but, many of these formulas. Yes. So that, I mean, you know, and, and I love it. So it's fun. So anyway, but um, so these are the starter ones that we have for everybody, though. Oh, look at that cozy beach. mystery beat sheet. I'm, I'm giving out yeah. Tish BBA a shout out. Uh, I'm sure yeah. she has seen it. That's what she writes in. Yeah. Yep. Cozy mystery beat sheet. Um, it, and it's super, super useful. Right. Um, and it's it really gives you the beats that you need to hit. So you can either use this in the planning phase or you can use it in the um, revision phase to check your work, whichever Love way it. you want to use it. And that can just stay um, there. So you're saying that that subject yeah, if I, just goes across whatever genre. If it is I choose this one, then it just it populates down here and I can put that next to what I have written up here and determine Love how did I do. Did I did I do well? Did I not? And you can see I have two different ones here now. I have the twelve step mystery formula, and then I have the cozy mystery, right? And so I can look at these and see which one resonates with the story that I actually wrote, and the one that doesn't, well, I can just go look eh, at the I'll just delete that one because that one doesn't relate, right? So I'll just delete that, and now I'm just going to leave the cozy mystery formula because that's the one that works. Oh, look right? at that! Doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. I've got the hero's journey up here. This is where I put my main plot story. And I just see which one it resonates with. And the one that resonates with the best is the one I keep. I so, love that. Because um, then you're hitting that expectation of that genre. Without having hitting to be the expectations of the reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so what? I, now what I'm actually going to tell you is this. Okay. So we have a YouTube channel for Plotter. Um, and on that YouTube channel, we have interviews with tons of authors, and it's called Thursdays with Troy. That's because usually it came out on Thursdays, and it was hosted by a guy named Troy. Anyway, got really creative with that. Yeah, you know. All the things that Troy can do include podcasting. Yeah, you know. He's coming up with catchy yeah. Thursdays oh. with Troy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, brilliant idea, right? But the, the thing about that is I talked to tons and tons of different writers about the way they use Plotter. Now, they all start with something, 
a method that they've seen in Plotter that they use. They start with something and then they say the words, and then. And then is the most important word that they use because then they show me how they use Plotter. So they started with something, they had and then, then they use Plotter a certain way. My goal with people when I talk to them about Plotter is I want you to find your and then. You find your and then. You find the way that you use Plotter. You can start with my way. You can start with somebody else's way. It doesn't really matter which way you start with. But it is highly unlikely that you are going to start with my way and that that way is going to work perfectly for you all the way across the board. That is highly unlikely. You are probably going to find a way that works for you in your circumstances and with your stories, right? Um, we have style. a community template yeah. section. Yeah. We have a community template section on Plotter. What, what is that on our website? Well, it's you come up with a template. That, so you create your own template. You take a mashup of the hero's journey um, and a mystery formula like I did. Call it the sleuth's journey and share it with other people. If they like it, great. If they don't, they come up with their own. Most of the time, even if they like yours, they're going to take it and add their own and then. Right? So find your and then with any writer tool that you use, with any career choice that you make as a writer, find your and then. Right. And there's tactics. There's ways to do this. I have all kinds of. In fact, I'll share one with you really quick. Um, let me see if I have it here. Oh, yes, I do. So if let's say you have a few things you're trying to decide between as a writer, whether you're going to write this series or that series. Next, maybe you've got three or four choices. You assign each one a number and you roll a dice. Hey. Or flip a coin. Now, here's the key. I'm not letting the dice make the decision. When the number comes up on the dice, I'm saying, I'm doing a check with myself. How do I feel about that number? Do I want to re-roll? Or am I good with how that came out? If you want to re-roll, well, you probably want to re-roll, right? And find that joy that we've been talking about in your process. If you love the way the number came up, you found your path. Mm -hmm. Take it. Yep. Right? But it's a trick. It's a trick to find that joy because this is, like I say, this is really what Plotter is all about. Plotter is about finding that joy. Plotter is about trying to help you keep that joy and keep writing. Um, there's something people do sometimes that's called overplotting. Um, and I sometimes call it plotcrastination. Um, and what it is, is many times, not always, but many times there is some reason why you're hesitant to write that book. Most of the time it's fear. In my experience, most of the time it's fear. It's not always, but most of the time it's fear. It's something that you're so passionate about this book and you're afraid that you're going to mess it up. And so instead of writing it, you replot it like 150 times for like months on end because the, the very thought of the act of starting to write it terrifies you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me, first of all, let me tell you something about that. Two things about that. The first thing about that is, your story, there's a reason you're passionate about it. It's a story that needs to be told and you need to tell it. Whether you publish it or not is kind of irrelevant or your path to publication is irrelevant. The truth is you need to write that story. Everybody has a book inside them that's, an, that's a real writer, has a book inside them, in my opinion, that you need to write. It's the book that only you can write. And when you write that book, once you write that book, 
the floodgates and everything will open. Mm -hmm. Your life will change. The first trilogy that I wrote, that was my book, a series of books that I needed to write. Um, the first one I was terrified to write. I, and I was terrified when it was published because I was afraid my family would actually read it. And they did. And they didn't like it. And they didn't like it because of a number of reasons that they didn't like it. And that was too bad. And I, I didn't feel that bad about that. Okay. Um, not for very long, because as Anne Lamott says, if people in your life didn't want, if they see themselves in your writing, perhaps they should have behaved better when they read her. But anyway, so, um, but once I wrote, finished that trilogy, so the third book in the trilogy, I finished it um, and it was an emotional, it was one of the most emotional experiences of my life. Um, so I did my usual book finishing thing. I, I went outside, I smoked a cigar, I drank a little bit of whiskey, but I also broke down. I mean, I, I broke down. I put that book away. I wrote another book. I sent it to a publisher. It was accepted. It was edited and published. And I published another novella before I picked up that third book to edit it because I couldn't go back to it. It was, there was too much there. There was too much emotion there. Um, but when it was done, my life literally changed. My writing life literally took off. So for those of you that are in that position, where you're in that plotting over and over position, or you're afraid to write whatever it is that's sitting in front of you to write, grab the bull by the horns, write it, because when you're done, your life will change. I absolutely promise that it will. So. I love that. Usually I'll say, what is your advice for writers at the end? And you just went ahead and took it on and did all of that. And you just oh. gave the best advice ever. And if you guys are listening to the show, you need to come and check it out on YouTube. So that way you can see the lovely tutorials and all the visuals. Um, if you're here with us on YouTube right now, you can see how passionate Troy is about books, the career, the tools, the support and how writing can not only save our lives, but others. Books matter, and we need to be able to be in our spaces and have the most joy and positive energy that we can have while we're here because our work is so important of what we do. So, Troy, I can see that passion in you, and I'm looking forward to checking out these 25-plus novels and seeing all of the other great things in store for you and your author career. And I'm just so glad to see Plotter because now I'm publishing. But when I do decide maybe to get back into the writing swing of things, I'm not going to do it without Plotter because it has every single thing I do all over the place in one place. <laughs> so That's I can guarantee you. <laughs> it's a game changer i'll just tell you go to plotter.com um check out our youtube channel um but primarily like we have a huge community around plotter too it's about the community so when i tell you if you have a question to go to the facebook group and tag me i mean it like yeah. i will show up there and answer your question um I, I don't do this what i do for the plotter for the money right i do it because i love writers I love writing. I love story. And I want you to be successful and not make the same mistakes that I made when I was younger, or, which we won't talk about. Um, but I'm thinking <laughs> of running for office so I can unearth all of those things. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, so, but you know what I'm saying is, is we really do care. We really want you to be successful. Um, check out the website. It, 
the program is relatively cheap. We have a 30 day trial too. You can try it, see if you like it. If you hate it, let me know. Um, if, but if you love it, let me know. Um, but I'm, we're always available to, to help. We have a really rich community because this is really what we want to do. We're super passionate about helping writers. Yep, definitely can tell it. And I'm just so thankful to have you on the show. It's been happy. To, I've been happy just being here, learning about tools, learning more about you. I really appreciate uh, the time that you took to be with my audience today. So special thanks to you, Troy. Just truly love the time we've spent together and Plotter. So guys, we got to go check it out. And special thanks to Tish Bouvier, who was screaming about Plotter and sharing it out with her communities. So when you find such a wonderful tool as this, share and share and share some more. All right, guys, y'all have a blessed day. Thanks, Troy. Right, thank you.